You have 100 messages. Hey, this is Logan from Voicemail Poems. Welcome to week two of the spring 2017 issue. This week we have Possessed by Caitlyn Jenner's Ghost, or I Need to Learn to Take a Joke, by Joe Geringer. Why is Everyone Partying, by Louis Neer. Sun Models, by Jude Moore. Jesus is as good a replacement for crack as any, I guess, by Kit Travers. And Sally in Paris, by Evelina Okoko K. Enjoy! Hi, my name is Joe. I'm calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. This poem is called Possessed by Caitlyn Jenner's Ghost, or I Need to Learn to Take a Joke. He slaps my back as he says, Man, you need to learn to take a joke. I have taken so many jokes. My identity is a joke. My gender is a joke. There are 37 new gender options on Tinder, and they tell me lol. That is why fascism prevailed. Lol. L-O fucking L. I will be willing to accept jokes at the expense of trans people when white America knows the name of more than one. When Caitlyn Jenner came out on national television, my 15-year-old brother said, that's wrong. It teaches people not to be themselves. And I don't know whose fault it is that he thinks that way, but I do know whose problem it is. All that has been proven is that if you are as wealthy, white, and famous as it is possible to be and you come out trans, you still won't be taken seriously. But I guess I need to learn to take a joke. I need to learn to laugh along when the word faggot flies from the window of a passing SUV and claps me in the jaw, LOL. I will be willing to accept jokes at the expense of trannies when my my identity is more to you than just your third favorite kind of porn. Do you want to know why suicide jokes are so funny? Because happy people are so afraid of them. Cishat white people get to laugh at all the jokes. They are probably laughing now. They are laughing because they can. It is safe for them to laugh. No joke could ever make them brown or black or gay, could put their bodies at risk. It is safe for them to laugh. It is safe for them to do anything. So they do. My body will never compete at the Olympics. My body will never even go to the Olympics. My body will never be televised. And most days, that feels like the only revolutionary thing about it. My body will not be televised. Hi, this is Louis Neer. I'm calling from Shepherdstown, West Virginia. My poem is called, Why Is Everyone Partying? Last night, I got blackout drunk for the second time in my life. 
the first time I told myself I would never do it again. I was not going to go to the party, but I felt that everyone I knew was going, so I asked Omar if I could tag along. I was interested in the beer pong table, how it made itself the center of the apartment, like a black hole or a donut. The music was so loud, no one could hear each other talking. Drunk boys were trying to talk to me. I was worried about all girls. I was trying to drink enough beer to get drunk enough to be able to drink more beer without wanting to gag or vomit. When I went outside to vomit, Tommy followed me. I sort of remember walking while vomiting with Tommy walking behind me, but later someone told me Tommy had had to help me walk. When I went back inside, I drank more beer and tried to stand still in what felt like a music video and also like an organism. I didn't think the party was about Donald or that I was getting so drunk to avoid thinking about it, but even in the room of people, which felt ominous and important, holding cans of beer, concentrating on existing between my shoulders. I knew my own history. I would not let myself go. I was very upset, with eyes like ribbon, sacred, looking around. I was upset, making myself sick. Hi, my name is June Moore. I'm reading, oh, I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm reading Sun Models. It's not like the cactus is quite the same as the computer-animated shark, but we've learned how to lie to ourselves and run away and sew our skin back together without lidocaine. Anyway, a girl I loved when I was young wrote a poem that had we in it, and I know it wasn't about me, but that's an easy thing to pretend. Like dreaming, I got to kiss my crush in high school on the bleachers instead of wanting to die. But imagine a girl, instead of the shark, falls in love with someone who embalms bodies, and she almost electrocutes herself on purpose in a bathtub. But then, first day of my life by bright eyes, starts playing, and so she goes out into the field of sunflowers. It's easy to remember that people used to think the sun revolved around the earth, but now we know that one day we will have seven minutes before it burns us all to hell. Seven minutes in heaven after those stolen wine coolers and cigarettes and spin-the-bottle kisses, the dark, the star-stuffed ash in mouths, the we and our hands, unless, of course, we end up killing ourselves first. I never got to taste you in the desert, and Earth is the only planet we did not name after a god. I'm not sure which death would hurt less. I'm not sure we would feel anything at all. Hi, this is Kit Travers calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The title, Jesus is as good a replacement for crack as any, I guess. Disappointment is more common than love, or at least as common. At least as common as fathers and their children. As common as forced haircuts, family Bible lessons, and long rambling prayers, the point of which is right between your eyes. While his hand clutches yours, 
kneading your fingers, grinding your knuckles till they're sore. As common as street fighting lessons, which is pretty much just you being pushed over again and again by a middle-aged man. As common as being threatened with military school. As common as when he falls asleep in his food. As common as when he threatens to kick you out of the car to walk your judgy, ungrateful ass home. As common as cheating and stealing and lying. As common as being told you're just a little fairy boy or that Harry Potter is the devil. Common as finding crack pipes in the drawers, the cars, or waking you up to talk in the middle of the night about how your mother is poison. As common as visiting him in rehab or being told you're a bad son. As common as insomnia. As common as drug dealers using your mom's car for a toilet. And it's as common as nightmares and as common as the memories that run on repeat 12 years on when you still only feel safe, alone, with your books and your drink and all the locks secured in an apartment where the only other living things are two plants, one of which is barely holding on. Thank you. Evelina Okoko K here from Hamilton, Ontario, with my poem, Sally in Paris. Sally walked the border with her teeth glowing in the evening lamp. She was smiling and her dress was torn. This was in France and it is over now. Sally might have swam from England for the way that history remembers her. Her granddaddy used to ride the sea and whip her grandma's body till it split and howled. Sally must have been born with her legs spread, her lips shaking like storm-bent poplar trees waiting for the rain. Sally is fourteen. Sally is a slut. Everyone will say he loved her. Sally must have loved the staring Paris sky, her brother's cooking and a speaking lesson. She kicked her shoes into the street to feel the earth roll its shoulders free. Sally must have laughed her sleek hair into life and kissed her looking glass. She must have found him on her pillow. He recorded all her children in his farm book. She was light-colored and decidedly good-looking. Sally tucked the dawn into her bed to keep the fields cool in the morning. She washed back to Virginia with the tide, and when it pulled away, it left her breathless. She found her organs whimpering in a shack. She found a dead girl's coffee in her stomach. She found she wasn't white. Sally sent her daughters on their feet to run one day and kept her sons to play the fiddle. Sally never wrote her nights in Monticello or the quiet, darkened Charlottesville repose. It is so easy with no writing or history to rifle through your bones, searching for a story. Everyone will say she loved him. It is over now because he says that it is over now because he says that it is over now because he says that Sally never had to pull the cotton belt tangled in her hair and slipped into her stomach in its puffs and blood. Her children went on errands and the neighbors loved them and she loved them too and it is over now. Listen, this is not the part they like to tell where she was no longer pretty and her hair was gray and thick and he didn't want to fuck her anymore. When he died, she shivered out into the world too late for Paris or for history to worry where she went. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website at voicemailpoems.org and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks so much to our Patreon supporters. If you love what you hear and would like to help make voicemail poems happen, 
please visit patreon.com slash voicemail poems.